Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show is uh, broadcast live. Man. Ha! It's nice in Cali. It's nice. Expensive, but nice. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. You must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play a gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, all right, so we got uh, Sweet 16 games to prep you for. We're going to take you to Cleveland. Mary Kay Cabot is going to join us. We'll give get get the update from her on Deshaun Watson when he's going to meet with the media and uh, the possibility of criminal charges still sitting out there back in Houston. So more to get to. Plus, you'll hear from uh, Dave Roberts, who was on the Dan Patrick Show. W- wait to hear what, what he said about this baseball season. And uh, you'll, I, I think you'll hear from uh, LeVar Arrington regarding Tyreek Hill and how he thinks he fits into Miami. we got a lot, jam-packed hour. We do have, an, uh, forgive me, buyer, um, you, did you get that in your update, the Marcus Valdez-Scantling? I, I'm sure you did. Uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling has... Yes, I did, Doug. Yes. Okay, he's... I, 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 I always... <laughs> oh, no, no, man. I do... Li- oh, just taking the knife right to the ribs. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. I, I mean, I'm sure you got it. I just want to make sure. Okay, so if you heard Dan Byer's update, the Chiefs have Marcus Valdez-Scantling. So it looks like a... You know, you're, you're losing now two... Is that the two top wide receivers? Would you say for the from the Packers? Um, um, yeah, uh, yeah, Lazard. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think maybe even be in between Adams and MVS. But I, I, I tend to agree. I, I just again, I'm trying to figure out if you'd say they they lost two of their top three wide receivers. Yeah, their absolute star wide receiver, and you lose t- to your top three. So what what happens now? Well, now we're going to find out what that Packers that that Packers front office. They have a lot of confidence in themselves, rightfully so. How do they rebuild that wide receiving core? Especially considering traditionally, um, as a, as an organization, they've been hesitant to do it through the draft. They just have. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll get with, to that. With, Go ahead. By the way, with first round picks, yes, because they have spent yeah, second round picks on a bunch of guys. Yes, and the last first round pick they spent on a wide receiver. You know who it is? I, I, Sterling I, Sharp. Yeah, who was amazing. Like as good as Shannon was, Sterling was equally good. His career was just cut short because injury, right? So, um, actually, you know, it was Javon Walker. I think, yeah, it was Javon Walker in uh, like two thousand four. But he was a first rounder. Yeah, yeah, really, and he yeah. was very good until he left Green Bay, and then he wasn't very good. Yeah, blew out his knee too. Yeah, he was a physical specimen, man. He was a freak. Uh, Javon Walker was a the twentieth pick of the first round. You sir are correct. You start correct. Uh, that was in what year was that in? That was in two thousand. No, oh, 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 two. Oh, two. Okay. Oh, two. Oh, two. So, uh, obviously, parts of the same regime. Whereas, um, it was what year was it with the Green Bay Packers that um, uh, Sterling Sharp is older? So Sterling Sharp yeah. is. I'm saying I'm going to say nineties or eighties. Eighties. It was late eighties. Nineteen eighty eight. Nineteen eighty eight. He was the seventh pick of the first round of that draft. 
Do you want to take a guess here? Oh, this is this is actually fun. We'll just we'll do two minutes on this. Nineteen eighty eight NFL draft. Take it. Take a shot. Number one overall pick. Just take a shot. I I, I didn't know until I looked either. Eighty eight. Yes. Do you want a hint? You're going to need a hint. Okay. Defensive player. Okay. Went to the Atlanta Falcons. Andre Bruce. Yes. That's really good. I thought he's it, really good. Yeah, he's really good. Okay, you're done for the day. All right, that was real. That was really freaking good. Really, really good. Whew. And by the way, here's the other one. As good as Sterling Sharp was, he was not the first wide receiver taken, and the guy taken ahead of him is a Hall of Famer, and the guy taken behind of him as a wide receiver is a Hall of Famer. And Sterling Sharp, by the way, should be in the Hall of Fame. I believe he was that good. When he was healthy, he just wasn't healthy for that long. Uh, Tim Brown was taken sixth overall. Sterling Sharp seventh. Michael Irvin was taken eighth. Michael Irvin was taken eighth. There were uh, a couple other wide receivers taken the first round. Anthony Miller. I don't know. Um, Aaron Cox. I remember Aaron Cox a little bit. And uh, Wendell Davis. Oh, he had a nice little career. Yeah, with the Bears, but I mean, compared yeah. to compared to Michael Irvin, Sterling Sharp, and Tim Brown, granted, those guys were taken ahead for a reason. Okay, the top five picks of that NFL draft: Andre Bruce, Neil Smith, Neil Smith went to Kansas City from Nebraska. Benny Blades, remember Benny Blades? I yeah. think Benny Blades. One of the reasons that that his draft stock was overinflated was his name is Benny Blades. Has there ever been a better name for a dude than <laughs> Benny Blades? That is the coolest name. Like, man, my last name is Gottlieb. It means love by God. His last name is Blades. Like, that is a way doper. And then Paul Gruber. Wisconsin. Gruber! Yeah. Out of Wisconsin, taken by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The number five pick was Ricky Dixon out of Oklahoma to the Cincinnati wow. Bengals. I knew Andre Bruce was number one, but I did. I would not have been able to tell you those following after that. Not even close. Zero quarterbacks taken in the first round. Zero quarterbacks taken in the second round. First quarterback taken. You ready for this one? This one. This was a. This is a stunner. This is a stunner. Do you want to know the first quarterback taken in 1988? Who? I I I, I know this name only because it it feels like a fake name, but it's a real name. Tom Tupa. Oh yeah, Ohio, Ohio State. State punter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Tupa. He was the first quarterback taken. In the third round of the draft, like things that you want to tell, I, this is the perfect example of the league is completely different now than it used to be. There were, in the first round alone, there were Gaston Green, John Stevens, Lorenzo White, Brad Muster, and Ironhead Craig Hayward. Five running backs taken in the first round, zero quarterbacks taken in rounds one or two. Tom Tupa was taken, but he's the 68th pick. The second quarterback taken was also in the third round, Chris Chandler, taken by the Indianapolis Colts at the time, right? Chris, you remember Chris Chandler. And then we didn't see a quarterback go off the board again. Holy hell. Until the sixth round, Don McPherson out of Syracuse, and then some Scott Seculis out of Virginia, and Stan the Man Humphreys was a sixth-round pick of the then-Washington Redskins. Isn't that crazy? This is nuts. It's a bad quarterback here. No one taken in the first two rounds. Things that would never happen again. All right. Uh, I don't know if this will ever happen again, but it appears like the pandemic is over. Right? And, and, and while 
COVID isn't over, and older people, my mother, they're being advised to get that fourth dose, that fourth vaccine. The fact is that in terms of our desire and ability to have these vaccine mandates and mass mandates, they're slowly but surely going away. The, one of the last big ones was New York City and the rule that they had where if you lived and worked in New York City, you had to be vaccinated in order to work. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind that there are over a thousand uh, city and state workers who lost their job because they wouldn't get vaccinated. Kyrie Irving uh, did not get vaccinated. And yesterday, yesterday, he ultimately won out. Take a listen to the new mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. Day one, when I was mayor, I looked at the rule that stated hometown players had an unfair disadvantage for those who were coming to visit. And immediately, I felt we needed to look at that. But my medical professionals say, Eric, we're at a different place. We have to wait until we're at a place where we're at a low area and we can re-examine some of the mandates. We're here today. Currently, only non-residents are exempt under this executive order. We're expanding it to residents of New York City. It's unimaginable. We were treating our performers differently because they lived and played for home teams. It's not acceptable. This exemption has been put in our sports teams as at a self-imposed competitive disadvantage. But this new order would help boost our economy. Yeah, I don't know how it helps boost the economy, but um, do you want to know who really won this thing? Byer, who do you think won this thing? Why do you think this changed? Uh, baseball? Uh-huh. That's it. Look, I, it, trying to explain this, it wouldn't – like, I don't think Clayton Kershaw could get it done in L.A. LeBron sure as heck couldn't get it done with the, in L.A. with the Lakers. The late Kobe Bryant, if he was still alive, could have, right? He was that powerful. But when – I think it was Aaron – was it Aaron Judge or was it uh, John Carlos Stanton? It was, it was Judge, Aaron yeah. Judge. When Aaron Judge did not say whether or not he – basically said he was not vaccinated – and said, we'll have to see. Like, look, the Nets are a nice little team. They're a cool story. I think now that they're back, if once they get if they get Ben Simmons back at full strength, I think they can compete at the top of the NBA. But Kyrie Irving hasn't been vaccinated since the start of the season. This has been a thing. It only changed this week. And it only changed this week because Aaron Judge came out and said he wasn't vaccinated. That's it. That's the only thing. It's the only possible explanation. Yes, the numbers are down. Yes, most people are going away from it. But what pushed the mayor of New York to, to specifically mention sports teams was not Kyrie Irving. It's Aaron Judge. It's Aaron Judge. Now, it doesn't mean that New York's not a basketball town. I think if, the, if Kyrie and KD and Simmons played for the Knicks, I think they'd be viewed differently. But in the in the pecking order of New York sports teams, until further notice, the Yankees are number one, and their bigger than life superstar is the one that that uh, that uh, Kyrie Irving owes some form of gratitude for, 
uh, what I would I said datitude, uh, debt of gratitude. There, I got it right. Debt of gratitude. Gosh, I, my my brain was not firing correctly into that. Debt of gratitude for. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Check out the latest lines of World of Sports at Better Sportsbook. Better is the most trusted name in online sports betting. Yeah. Must be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, at Happy for Life 7 tweets me, no, Gottlieb Show, Kyrie Irving owes thanks to himself and maybe Aaron Judge, but especially Kevin Durant, for publicly calling out the mayor over his contradictory policy two weeks ago. Did you miss that? I did not. Um, just so you're aware, and and um, uh, was it Happy for Life uh, 7 lives in Escondido. <laughs> he lives in Escondido, California. Like, listen, bro, uh, you're in San Diego. Let me help you out. I used to live... Uh, in New York, okay? Uh, the new mayor was not the mayor that instituted this policy. But this 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 mayor has, he's had plenty of different speeches and opportunities to make this exact same um, determin- determination that, that it's, that he wants to change it. The only thing that has changed, only thing that has changed is that Aaron Judge came out and said he wasn't vaccinated and put the mayor right in the crosshairs of this discussion. Kyrie Irving hasn't been vaccinated. Has called out both mayors' offices, Kevin Durant, other guys in the Nets. The, the Nets don't matter; they just don't. I'm not saying they're not good. People mis misassociate good with mattering. You know, good with the two are not the same. They're just not. <laughs> you you mentioned vaccine, Doug, and you get tweets every time you just oh, mention yeah. that word vaccine. Oh yeah, no tweets. no no question. And what's what's the name of this Twitter? Uh, what's what's his Twitter handle? Happy for Life Seven. Although right now he the, his title is Trade Hosmer now. Obviously, I, no offense, but uh, I've always found Happy for Life Six a much better follow. I, I agree. I agree. Happy for Life Six was is is a, is a better. Happy for Life Six seems a bit a little bit happier. Yeah, he's not that? bogged down with the vaccine stuff. No, he's not not in the vaccine thing at all. Not at all. Not at all. Mary Kay Cabot around the corner. We'll talk to her about uh, there's no there's no takers for Baker Mayfield. Nobody wants a guy who may or may not be a starting quarterback at like nineteen million dollars. That's stunning. Not really. And and this is one of those. This is one of those deals where I do like to think that front offices um, have to have plans. I don't think the Browns thought they were going to get Deshaun Watson. I think they, they thought they had a chance and would have a legitimate plan back when they were talking to Houston. All right, we're going to trade for this. We're going to get this. And and then when he said no, they mentally and emotionally were like, all right, what's next? And then he called them back and was like, you know, what about if you did, you know, or they called him back, whatever. They kept pushing, but I don't think they thought it was a true reality, but they don't seem to have – a plan in place for Baker Mayfield, because otherwise you would have been dealt all the, together. Would have been dealt together. And, you know, like, why does Seattle's probably sitting there going like, we'd take him, but we don't want to pay him $20 million. Why? 
Byer, you're not a big beer drinker, though, right? You don't, don't really drink. I don't drink of, at all. At, yeah. at all. Uh, Ramos, not really. Chase Stu is a big beer drinker. You do like the good, you like a good IPA, don't you? You're a little craft beer guy? Uh, not necessarily, but I I don't turn down a beer, period. Did you see this? This is, um, there's a guy who has ALS, okay, which is just a terrible, terrible disease. And researchers outfitted him. He's in Switzerland. He's 36 years old with a chip in his brain, okay, and allows him to be communicating for the first time in months thanks to this brain implant. Do you know what this first sentence that he communicated? It's like <clears throat> it can read your brain and what you really want and form senses even if you're no longer able to speak or write with your hands because of this terrible disease. Do you know what the first thing he asked for was? What's that? A beer. <laughs> beer. Then he asked to listen to Tool. And they asked him how he what he wanted to listen to. He just said loud. Hardcore band tool. Hardcore. He is. We got a hard rocking. Give me an American. I'm in Switzerland. I want an American beer. And let's go. Mary Kay Cabot joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. She works for Cleveland.com. She has for years. Um, what? The, obviously, the initial reaction, we got Deshaun Watson, right? And people go crazy. But then there's the... Oh, we got Deshaun Watson. There's a, this. This thing is not a little bit messy. Now that we've had a little bit chance to catch our breath, and we haven't heard from him, what's the general sense in Cleveland over the acquisition of Deshaun? Well, I think it's still a city divided right now. I think you have, you know, probably half the fans so excited uh, that this means the Browns really do have a legitimate shot to go to the Super Bowl, and maybe not just, you know, once or twice, but you know a couple of times, three times down the road, four times. So you never really know. But I think there's a general excitement that way. Uh, But then you have half of the fan base very upset about the fact that the Browns could even think about bringing a player with this kind of controversial situation going on uh, into the fold. So people don't know how to process this right now, or a lot of people don't. And Deshaun is in town, and if all goes as planned, we'll be having his press conference tomorrow. Um, okay, if, if all goes as planned, what about this story that there's potentially another grand jury going to convene on criminal charges? Well, you know, it, it might not quite be as, as bad or serious as that sounds. There were 10 criminal complaints. Nine of them were heard by a grand jury in Harris County and they returned uh, the decision not to indict uh, Deshaun on those nine complaints. And then there was one left out of those 10 that had to be done in another county. So I would have to say that, you know, if the nine, uh, if they didn't find anything from the nine, that there's probably a decent chance that the result will be the same today or tomorrow uh, when this grand jury uh, renders its decision. So, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, the Browns already knew about this. Everyone knew about this. This is nothing new. And, um, I mean, I'm just guessing that it might turn out the way the other ones also did. What do they want in return for Baker Mayfield? Well, you know, at this point, I think they would probably take some kind of a mid-round pick. The hard part with Baker Mayfield right now is the fact that he has that $18.86 million guaranteed contract. And unless you know for sure he's your starting quarterback, that's a large sum of money to pay uh, for a potential backup. Uh, So, you know, someone's going to have to decide that they want Baker Mayfield to be their starter for next year and that they really believe in him and then go from there. And why hasn't that happened yet? 
Well, jobs started to fill up very, very quickly. Uh, you know, the, the musical chairs of quarterbacks was rolling along. And right now, you know, Baker kind of got left out of that. And it really hasn't been that long since the Browns actually executed the trade for Deshaun Watson. And then, you know, one thing led to another. But right now, there just aren't that many jobs left. I've been hearing that, you know, perhaps the Seahawks could get interested, but they also do really want to give Drew Locke a chance. Uh, there's just not that uh, much available right now. I actually think the Browns would be better off hanging on to Baker Mayfield until someone, you know, tears an ACL or a team needs a starting quarterback at some point before the trade deadline. Stuck Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so then who's Deshaun Watson going to throw to? Well, I mean, he, he's got Amari Cooper, which, you know, that's going to be, I think, a, a great battery right there, one that can rival, you know, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase just in this division alone, and then some of the other great AFC combos that we have out there right now. Uh, but then I think the Browns will also draft someone. And, uh, and Jarvis Landry is someone that actually has a realistic possibility of coming back. And you may have seen that I've been writing that uh, that Odell hasn't slammed the door shut on coming back, but I don't think that's realistic for this season uh, because he is coming off of the torn ACL, and he, you know he might not even be able to play this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, how much of the the Odell thing is, hey, it, it wasn't you, Cleveland, it was Baker, and how much of it is he's just trying to jump up interest to get more money from whoever he signs with. Well, I actually think he really did, you know, like it here. He liked the community. He liked the fan base. He, he got very close to uh, Jimmy and Dee Haslam. They really liked him a lot. Uh, so I think there were some positive things here. And I, I actually do think that if he, you know, he thought that he could come back and contribute with Deshaun and Amari. And then, uh, you know, again, he got along really, really well with guys like Miles Garrett, John Johnson III. So it's not as crazy as it sounds, but not realistic at this point. Yeah, probably probably not gonna probably not going to happen. Um, okay, so what about and then there's the elephant in the room. They acquired Jacoby Brissett because they they don't know about Deshaun Watson. Let's say that all this stuff criminally goes away, so it's just civil stuff. What are the expectations on how many games he'll play this year? Well, you know, that, that's really uh, up in the air right now because the NFL is still conducting its own investigation and they can hand down whatever they want, whether or not there are any criminal charges. So, I mean, I'm guessing maybe it would be somewhere around four games. You know, it, it's really hard to say at this point. I'm not entirely certain how the NFL views this. Now, we have the NFL owners meetings coming up beginning on Sunday and I think we'll have a little bit better of an idea, you know, when we can ask those questions of, of Roger Goodell and, uh, you know, and get a better handle on all of that. Mary Kay, you're, you're great. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. All right. It's Mary Kay Cabot from Cleveland.com joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, that's weird, right? You have that gigantic contract, $19 million. I, I I do think people want Baker, but this is so much of somebody's desire for a player has to you have to factor in how much they're making. Right? That's the Devontae Adams deal. And I know that Green Bay is like, look, we offered him more money. But the truth is that, you know, we're get you're getting that contract off of your books. And the NFL, it's a more valuable thing than 
obviously in baseball that has no no floor, although and only luxury tax for a ceiling, and it's just different than basketball. Check out the latest lines from the world of sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the most trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. You must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I think they're going to have to cut him. I think they're going to have to cut him and pay him. I just, if there was a, you know, the only other thing you can do is just hold on to him and hope somebody gets hurt and then they need him. But if you can't find a home for him by now, like, how are you going to find out? Everybody's going to load up with backup quarterbacks through the draft and the rest of the free agency and get their backups as well. I, I just, I think you're going to have to cut him. Byer, do you think they can find a home for him? I, I know that the, the match in Seattle seems intriguing of, uh, you know, we got something to prove with Pete Carroll and, and Baker Mayfield having kind of that same opinion. I just really think that Detroit could be a possibility. Um, if you you want to talk about um, that match working, like a, a, a city and a team that uh, seems to have their backs against the wall, and now with a head coach in there, we saw the, the strides that they made. I think they're a better team with Baker Mayfield than they are with Jared Goff. And maybe that is the opportunity that they need to take. Um, but I, I, I'll put Detroit as the the spot that I think that that he could go. And I think that if you're Detroit, you'd be willing to give something up for him to make sure that he doesn't go somewhere else, hmm. or gets to pick his opportunity to go. Okay, uh, Jared Goff is. Uh, let's see here. So his guaranteed money. Runs out after this year, right? That's 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 the deal. So if he's cut before June first, it saves them a ton of money, a ton of money. So what you're saying makes a t- uh, makes absolute sense. Here's the only part that I would push back on: the general manager of the Detroit Lions, right? Yes, is it Brad Holmes? Is that? Yeah, Brad Holmes. You familiar with where he came from? The Rams. What was his job at the Rams? Um, was he the assistant to Les Snead? Was no, his, I, or, I think he was the uh, director of college scouting. Okay. Okay. And why is that important? He was the director of college scouting when they chose Jared Goff number one overall. So all of what you're saying, I think, makes sense, right? Like, if it's not Cleveland, it's Detroit, like those kind of us against the world Rah, rah, like that stuff kind of works there. Like Dan Campbell works in Detroit better than it work elsewhere. The problem is that your GM, clearly a believer in Jared Goff. You know, he's I, of the, he drinks the Jared Goff Kool-Aid. So you're not, what you're saying is yeah. not wrong, but again, it's not, it, it, this is the old, it, it, 20, uh, what is it, 31 other teams probably agree with you, but the one team that we're talking about their GM is the one that drafted Jared Goff. He seems to have a special affinity for the guy. I think that it is more of familiarity, and that's why they brought him over. And again, as part of the Drew Locke-Russell uh, Wilson trade that we talked about, Goff gave them a quarterback to play for next year. But there was no way that Goff was going to stay in L.A. when they were acquiring Stafford. So I, I, And when you look at Goff's season this past year, I mean, they, you know, they, the Lions did have opportunities to win games, but I don't know if he was ever a difference maker or someone who could make that play. And what, a year older than, or, you know, a year more experienced than, than Baker Mayfield? I know that's it, but 
I still think that Baker Mayfield would be a better quarterback. And I think that you can only be with a guy so long, meaning Holmes and the golf connection. Okay, he drafted him. Yeah, he did bring him over. But really with what he did, is there enough there to think that Jared Goff is our guy or provides us with what we need? I don't think so. Hmm. Detroit's an interesting one. I hadn't heard that before. Um, but it makes what you're saying makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Um, I just NFC, don't know. NFC, you know, get him out no, of the No, no, the yeah. whole thing it makes I mean, NFC, and he's kind of a rah-rah guy. You got him for a year. To, you know, you figure it out. You can always draft the quarterback. I just I don't know what they're going to do with I, – I don't know what, what their feelings for golf are one year. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we'd like to get you caught up on the stories of the day. Something we heard earlier on a radio show or TV show, Fox or Fox Sports 1, we call it. What does the Fox say? say? Brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their businesses. And for us weekend Joes, Hustler Turf is a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com for a deal near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. Dave Roberts, skipper of the L.A. Dodgers, who's a complete buffoon if you ask um, uh, if you ask John Ramos and you ask um, Jason Stewart, right? It's his fault that the Dodgers lineup that couldn't hit last year. Strictly Dave Roberts' fault. Kidding, sort of. Anyway, he was on with Dan Patrick today. Take a listen. Oh, sorry. We're having a little... The Dodgers will win the World Series if... We play a full season and there is... A postseason. Wait. We are winning the World Series in 2022. So but I know where you're going with that. No. What We're are you... winning the World Series this year. Put it on record. You are winning the World Series. We are winning the World Series. That's our focus. That's our goal. But to your question, we are winning the World Series if our starting staff stays healthy. I know that's vague, but I don't want to. And then that's, I... that's my answer. Okay. But you're, you're, you can dig in a little bit on that, but I, I, I think it's about our starting pitching, you know, just keeping our guys healthy. I, I, th- I think that's th- that's fair. I mean, but I, I think a lot of teams, a lot of teams could say that, right? The Dodgers are no different. Uh, they're starting pitching now. Remember, Kenley Jansen is no Kenley Jansen no longer there. Kenley Jansen no longer there. The, the, and, and as much as the Padres, the Padres superstar, you know, is going to miss time. So you got Walker Bueller, who's terrific. You got Clayton Kershaw. You got Julio Urias, right? And then um, I think that – then they had Andrew Haney. Haney, of course, was uh, – he's an Oklahoma State guy. And uh, he, was, he was with the Angels. And then, God, who did he get dealt to late last year that he – uh, he moved to, I think it was the Yankees, right? Yeah, he went to the Yankees for, uh, he appeared in 12 games. Andrew, anyway, Andrew Haney. And then we still don't know on Trevor Bauer, which Jason Stewart agreed with my prediction that he'll he'll never play for the Dodgers again. But we don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. Can they move him? Do they have to cut him? Like, what do they what do, they do there? Um, the, the questions for the Dodgers starting staff is not dissimilar from the Yankees starting staff, right? Like, if you have have the starters. But an interesting and bold prediction 
from Dave Roberts. Here's LeVar Arrington and Jonas Knox on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe talking about Tyreek Hill and Tua Tungavailoa. Does Tyreek Hill have that type of impact on a young Tua that is getting seemingly a reprieve and an opportunity to be that guy, unless they go get Jimmy G. But what I'm saying is, does that make sense that Tyreek Hill could actually have an impact that's as profound as it was National Football League? I think that that's what they're probably banking on in in Miami. They're hoping for that jump like we saw from Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs in his third year. Great example. That's what they're hoping It's a great pool. You're a nerd. It, no, it, it is funny. Yeah. Uh, You're like a like a walking computer. Yeah, that's a great pull. But Ma- that, mad I mean, at isn't, you. isn't that what they're hoping? I for? I wish uh, I pulled that. If if that's oh, that's a Levar Jim. Arrington pull right there. I, oh yeah. yeah hey, you know Stephon Diggs and, and uh, you know. Stuck <laughs> Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Huh. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think what you're going to see is uh, Mike McDaniel, I think, will run the football a ton. I think he'll use I think he'll use those guys all over the place. The, the difference in – and I've heard Collins say, hey, this is like the Raiders just going to get in speed. The difference is the Raiders used to go get speed and then have guys that weren't traditional wide receivers just run long and try vertical passing. And that just, just doesn't work. The percentage of times you need to – Keep the chains moving. You need to keep your defense off the off the field. I think this collection of dudes will be. Remember, there's a lot more, um, you know, bubble screens, jet sweeps, all different sorts of motions, ways to get the ball. It's like, I mean, you know, Tom Brady his last five, ten years, up until his last couple years in Tampa, he didn't throw the ball deep. I'm not a huge Tua guy, but I did think Tyreek Hill said it right. He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. He's very, very accurate. I don't think he's got wild plays. I don't think they need wild plays from him. I think they just want somebody to get the ball to guys in space and let their talent take over. And then you basically play to your defense and occasionally hit a home run. That, that that's, not, that's not crazy talk. Not crazy talk at all. That's what the Fox said. What does the Fox say? Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I don't think they're better than Buffalo. I'm intrigued to see what New England looks like. Remember, that'll be year two. And then you have the Jets, who they came in second place for Tyreek Hill. And the Jets, you know, I, I guess you have your quarterback. I don't know. That, that, that division still, it's not the NFC East, but it's not exceptionally strong. Uh, third hour, we got to get into the games. And the games start soon, right? Like, really, really soon. You know, like the first game tips off in, what, two hours and 10 minutes, Byer? Is that right? Gonzaga, yes, Arkansas? 7 or 9 Eastern. Gonzaga, nine and a half point favorite. Um, then shortly thereafter, Michigan's going to take on Villanova. Nova, a five point favorite. Uh, the nightcap in San Francisco. San Francisco is an unbelievable site. Duke and Tech. Tech is a favorite over Duke. So uh, Ramos is right, at least in this particular example. They are the underdog. If they win, despite the fact they have the lower number by their name, it is technically an upset. And Arizona is a one-and-a-half-point favorite against Houston. That game, that's the other game in San Antonio. Uh, Straight-up money line, who do you like, Bayer? With Tech and Duke? Uh, well, or, you got Gonzaga, Arkansas. Oh, yeah, I think G- you like Gonzaga. Gonzaga yeah. Nova, Michigan? Um, I'll go with Villanova. 
it's the other two games that I I, I really think Houston has an opportunity to to beat too. Arizona, and I'm sorry, Duke Texas Tech is a coin flip. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're both they're both yeah. you know, based on lines. They're both coin flips as well. And you have teams that are outstanding on defense versus teams that are unbelievable on offense. And Duke and Arizona are the offense. Houston, Texas Tech. By the way, both previous rivals in the Southwest Conference and soon to be conference foes in the Big Twelve Conference. So you have you have that element to it, right? A lot of uh, a lot of Southwest Conference today. Arkansas, Tech, Houston, all today, all today. Um, uh, we'll get to that next hour. Plus, uh, Kyler Murray has offered up an explanation for why he took down all the Arizona stuff off his Twitter and Instagram. Do we buy it? Tell you next in the Doug Gottlieb Show.